Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. Hello, Northwest Christian School family. It's good to see you again. I'm here with my friend, Mrs. Hunter, and uh, you might remember, or you should remember, uh, my friend Devon Cunningham, youth pastor at Calvary Phoenix, and uh, Robbie Lashua, um, pastor of apologetics at Desert Springs Community Church uh, out in Goodyear. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, human gender and sexuality. Yeah, I just said that. Um, Because again, this idea of kingdom culture, how do we engage the culture? How do we we love the culture um, and not be a part of it? Um, I think Jesus said that, right? Jesus said, they'll know we are Christians by the way we love one another. And this one creates a lot of unlove, if you will. So, um, Robbie, you want to kind of tee us off a little bit um, yeah. in this idea? I think, again, with, with gender identity or with sexuality uh, and orientation and all those things, we, we want to always take it back to the image of God. Uh, are we uh, able to create reality for ourselves, Or did God create reality? And we discover it, right? That, that's, that's one of the things in our culture that people are getting backwards. A lot of people believe when it comes to religion and sexuality, I can make up my own rules and there isn't a real objective truth out there. Um, you can't do that with money, right? I can't go to the bank and say, hey, I'd like to take a million dollars out of my account because they'll say, sir, you don't have a million dollars. And I can't say, well, I identify as if I do. They won't, they won't. Uh, give into my fantasy. But it is interesting. Why does our culture think you can do that when it comes to religion or sexuality? And it's because nobody believes that anyone can actually know about religion or sexuality. It's up for grabs. There's not a real way to figure it out because science is the only real way to figure anything out. And these things can't be figured out with the measuring stick of science, right? And so make up whatever you want. And that's where we find ourselves. So human beings are living in a compartmentalized life where I operate down here with facts and truth and objective reality uh, when it comes to money and education and physical fitness and all these things. But I live up here when it comes to sexuality and religion, and that's subjective, and that's whatever I want it to be, and that's I create my own adventure. Yeah. And, and so, so it's, it's kind of crazy because people don't have an integrated life. They have a split personality life in a sense. We want to say, no, uh, I don't think I create my own reality. I think God created reality. And how did he create us to be as image bearers of himself? One of the most amazing things that he gave us the ability to do was to create image bearers of ourself, right? To create in your own likeness. My kids look like me. Your kids look like you. That's a cool thing. They're, they're not me. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> But they're not me, but they, they are like me. They're, they're little image bearers of me. And that's such a cool gift that he gave us um, because we're made in his image and likeness. And it's no coincidence that Satan, the first thing he attacks is our sexuality and, and the, the institution of marriage, right? The first fight ever. came because of the deception of the snake, right? And the first thing they realized about brokenness was their shame and nakedness. And so this is a huge topic. 
for us as Christians. We've got to look at how did God design us to be as male and female, and what types of mythology or stories is our culture making up to get us to believe a lie when we need to rely on our thoughts with Scripture. Yeah. So I think that that's, that's huge. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. That's a, that's a lot. And I, I know I'm, I'm the old guy in the, in the group here. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I grew up in a different culture than, than the students you're dealing with today. Yeah. Um, what, what's the, what, what are kids today? Um, I work at a school. I, I know that. But like in, in the church, what are, what are the kids thinking about this topic right now? Are they talking about it? Is it something that they're... Um... Yeah, it's a struggle. Um, I think it's, it's imbued in their everyday life, uh, in their media, the things that they watch, the conversations that they have. Uh, the people that they meet at school, mm-hmm. um, and so it's 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 become normalized, um, and I think that a lot of students uh, don't realize that this is it's not okay. I mean, if we're going to mm-hmm. just say it frankly, um, and so um, when we do have these conversations in youth, like we'll have nights where we'll discuss topics like this. Uh, some students are surprised, and uh, some students some mm-hmm. students get offended. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, of, of the truths of God's word and, and, and the reality that, you know, uh, there are two genders and there is one way to sexually live within God's design. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's become normalized and then a difficult topic to speak about because it's easy for people to get offended uh, by yeah. truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, that idea that, Robbie, you just hit of religion and sexuality and even in like in religion, it's not, it's not like when I was a kid. And Billy Graham would go to the Crusades. He said, "The Bible says this. The Bible says this." And we'd be, and, and thousands and thousands of people sure. would come up. They um, want to know why now. They want, and, and which that's I, exactly what it is. They, they want, want to know why. Why? why? Don't just tell me that. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. is the Bible against homosexuality? Mm-hmm. Why is the Bible against divorce? Right? Why is Jesus the only way? That's so exclusive, right? Yeah. But that's where I think that Christians have been pretty horrible at explaining the why behind the what. Because we have bumper stickers that just say, the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. Mm-hmm. Settles nothing. Because yeah. a Muslim could say the same thing about the Quran, or, or a Mormon could say the same thing about the Book of Mormon. So we have to understand why does God say these things? And call me crazy, but I think he's got a really great reason yes. why he says these things. It's because he loves us, and because he doesn't want us to perish. He doesn't want sin to creep into our lives and destroy us. Jesus' brother, James, Right, he said, "When sin, uh, when desire conceives, it gives birth to sin, and when sin's fully grown, it brings death." Um, God doesn't want death; He's a God who gives life. Right, and so I think if He can get us uh, on a path of operating in the way He created us to operate, um, it's very healthy for us as human beings. And sin is never healthy for us. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of thankful that kids are asking why. It's great. I don't think I don't think God's afraid of questions. I don't think uh, I, I don't I. I'm the old school because I said um, that's why, um, but I know that's not always going to be the case for people. Um, and and you know your kids, I mean they're in that kind of young, yeah. young mine yeah. too. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that um, it it is it is interesting to watch like the access they have to information. So even when we talk about um, we we were saying like. That we're image bearers of God, like that's what God has created us to be, and then that's what humanity rebelled against. Humanity rebelled against that and said, "No, you know what? I want to take the fruit 
because I want to define good and evil or right and wrong according to my own self and um, and then this the hence the fallout and so I think this um, asking them asking questions and there is this sense that I really like that they're asking why um, but there is also the sense that they have access to all the information so um, I think when we talk about when you say the why beyond the what, they can look up a thousand what answers. But but how do we think Christianly or how do we walk out kingdom culture in our everyday life? Because um, kids can even look up a biblical answer or here's a- Just Google it, right? Yeah, yeah. here's a here's, here's um, de- a defense from scripture about why you can embrace these alternative lifestyles or alternative identities. And so I think it, it um, and I and I think our kids feel that they feel like how do we discern then what's the what is the truth and and I think that you have a really great point, Robbie. That like we have to know why we believe what we believe. Why why is this God's design for us? Because um, otherwise we're just going to cherry pick what what we like. This is what I feel good about this. And this Christian says this, so I'm going to land here. And I think that's huge because they can. In the middle of class, they can look up answers to review exactly what I'm, while I'm teaching. So I'm no longer the gateway to information. Like they have a, and so my job, our job changed. Our job changed. And I think with gender and sexuality and issues surrounding those, um, I think like even more so um, teaching our kids um, what the Bible says, why we believe it, why we would stand, make a stand that is really counterculture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, and I think that you have to, you, you want to point to other times in history where people twisted the word of God in order to push an agenda. Yeah. In America, it happened with, with slavery. They, they had Bible verses saying, look, it's fine. In Rwanda, I was just there last year, and they had pastors preaching genocide's fine according to scripture. They were a Christian nation. You think in Nazi Germany, Hitler had the Lutheran church backing him because of things Martin Luther had said. And so, yeah, just because authority figures say things or the almighty Google has an article somewhere out there, it means nothing. Uh, we can't just be quoting experts as if that settles an argument. We have to think for ourselves. And I think one of the things that's been a downfall of our culture with Google, the omniscient Google, is that people have tons of access to information and they have no idea how to process and think through it. They can quote, but they can't think. And so we've got to teach our, our, our kids to think. And we also have to teach them how to exegete scripture biblically. The Bible doesn't change what it says. So um, the people who are, are pro-homosexuality saying that the Bible is, and me, we can't both be right. Right, right. Somebody's wrong. And so we have to go to the scripture and say, what does it say? And, and I think that it's, it is, I don't think, I know, it is completely clear. There's never anywhere in scripture that it gives a hint at homosexuality being being good or permissible ever there's not one passage anywhere where it's seen as permissible i think that the really tough part of this when you're talking with people or or like you said you know we don't want to give offense to people is that we've believed the lie that um you are and you identify as whatever your desire is so i i desire homosexuality therefore i am a homosexual when yeah. uh, homosexuality isn't an identity it's a behavior yes. it's an action yeah. you do 
It's not your identity of who you are. And we all could define ourselves by evil desires that we've had, but your desire doesn't give you your identity. And that is a lie that our culture has bought into. If you have this desire, that's who you are. And that's that's the, the struggle I think we're seeing with students is um, that they either have struggled with this desire or they know people who have struggled with this desire and they've taken the pill that that says that what you desire is who you are in your entirety, mm-hmm. right? So they don't, and they don't even, it's not even just a piece right, of their identity right. anymore, it's who they are. Yeah. Um, and so you're hard pressed to tell them, you know, the behavior's wrong because then you're inadvertently telling them that they're, they as a person are wrong. That's exactly uh, it. I heard Josh McDowell say that very thing. <laughs> he yeah. said that it used to be, you know, love the sinner, hate the sin. And he said, it's beyond that now because to hate their behavior is to hate them because they are their behavior, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's just a lie that our culture has, has believed. Um, this is, this is, are you making the face? I, I'm making the face, yeah. <laughs> um, this is a lot. I wanna talk about how to engage the culture because you got, you know, we, we don't hate anybody. No. Um, we love people. I mean, and, and, and we wanna be with people and, and let them know how much they're loved by Christ. That's, that's the end goal here, um, not to, to separate us and them. Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.